You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Milbon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, and a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. You've heard us say it before. It was really nice to be back under the sunshine and crisp fall air in the Carolinas at our in-person Novant Health Charlotte Marathon this year. We had a great turnout for the marathon, half marathon, and 5K, and our women's winner was a name that should be familiar to runners across the Carolinas. Mimi Smith was first overall at 2 hours and 48 minutes, and if her name sounds familiar, it's because she ran cross-country and track for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons for four years. She's now over at Duke University and joins us here on the Running Around Charlotte podcast to let us get to know her a little bit better. Mimi, welcome. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and, and talk with you all. You're welcome. DC Lucchese, how are you doing, my friend? All good, all good. Very good. So Mimi, you're now at Duke and uh, you've kind of gone from a demon to a devil, so to speak, right? How's that going for yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Um, when I was, so I'm at Duke University right now getting my doctor of physical therapy degree. So when I was applying to schools, my my coaches at Wake gave me a hard time for switching ACC schools, but um, it was it was a great transition and I've loved my time at Duke University. Um it's been kind of nice to be around the same area. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, so I came down to Wake Forest University um, because I was recruited there. And I've loved North Carolina ever since. The weather is great. The running communities and running places are really awesome. Um, so it's it's been really nice to stay in the area and, and have all the opportunities I've had since coming down south. And winters are a little bit better than the Chicago winters, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, definitely a lot better. <laughs> yeah, well, good. So a a uh, a doctor of physical therapy. I I sorry, I haven't heard of that before. Tell me more about what that entails. Yeah, so um, the doctor of physical therapy is it's a part of the American Physical Therapy Association. Um, there, it's called their Vision in Twenty Twenty, and physical therapy just used to be a master's degree, so just two years, and now. Um, essentially all programs are now doctorates. So it's now a three-year program with your last year being all clinical work. So when I um, am done with it, I'll study for my boards, get um, like complete my boards and become a physical therapist. So it's a three-year program. I'm currently in my third year doing clinical rotations. So I've got one clinical rotation left and I was in Durham, North Carolina for the past three months. Um, that's where I was living when I came down for the Charlotte Marathon. And I was working at Duke University Hospital. Well, that's fantastic. So, yeah. So a three it's, it's cool because there's, sorry, what were you saying? I was just going to say three-year program. So, and so two in class and one out in the field. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the clinical rotations, you do a bunch of different settings. So my first rotation, I was in outpatient ortho sports. And this last one I just completed, I was inpatient in the medical ICU. So very different patient populations. Um, but it's, the resources I've been able to have at Duke are just phenomenal. The faculty are world-renowned, and we've had a lot of great connections. And even being able to work at Duke University in their hospital system, they've got a lot of really great um, innovative practices and, and research that they're doing. So it was a really great experience. Now, and good for you. Good for you. Now, th th 
as, as I always have to ask it, how do you juggle what I'm assuming is a demanding schedule at a demanding school in a demanding program and juggle your training in there? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And it, I think it really comes down to my experiences at Wake Forest. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely not doing as much training as I was at Wake Forest. Training for a marathon, yeah, you do longer runs and everything, but mm-hmm. at a D1 school in the ACC, I mean, we would, I was running at least probably 60 to 65 miles a week on top of cross training, on top of weights when I was at Wake. So um, I think the time management skills I developed when I was at Wake Forest really helped me prioritize and find a way that works for me um, with this schedule. Like I'm, you know, used to waking up early, so that doesn't really bother me. Um, and being efficient with my time. And also I feel like for me, having that one hour a day, give or take an hour of space to just run is like my personal time. And I think that with running, it's it releases a lot of good energy. You've got your endorphins. For me, it's almost, even though it's an exercise and I'm working, it's my time to reset, especially with that demanding um, schedule that I have, or when I've been in the hospital, we were seeing some pretty, pretty intense things. And for me being able to, after work, I ran kind of just take my mind off of things, listen to music, not think about work and emotionally kind of reset. Um, so I, I try to make sure I look at it as it's not a chore or must do, but it's something that's good for me mentally. Um, it's something to take a break so that I can be more efficient with my schooling instead of trying to just work or study the whole day. If I take an hour off of running, I'm going to be more efficient when I get back to it. So just either waking up early and finding the time or um, just kind of making sure you built that in um, for, for your own mental health, I think is really important. I think a lot of us can relate to that. Just having that time, whether it's 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, or even longer, just to get out and uh, whether it's running with somebody and having a chance to socialize and share what's going on in your life or just getting out by yourself and having a chance to think and meditate and process stuff that goes on, especially if it's, you know, fairly intense the rest of the day. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's go back in time when you were, uh, younger and, um, you got started in running. How did all of that happen? How did, how did you get yeah. into running? So I actually was a really big soccer player and um, I think I had a lot of stamina and my dad saw that in me. He was like, you know, you would be really good if you try out for cross country. So starting in the seventh grade, I um, I ran cross country and in seventh grade, it was only like a mile. And then, you know, on, on track in seventh and eighth grade, you just have the mile in the 800. But um, when I was in eighth grade, I ran a pretty fast mile. I ran a 505 mile at our like eighth grade state meet, which was pretty, I was 14. So pretty fast for a 14 year old. So I made the decision to kind of switch from running to soccer, but um, it was kind of my dad who pushed me towards it. And then I think realizing my talent and the opportunity I would have for running in college and and getting a scholarship versus my soccer skills. um, I think that's what led me down the path with running. So I'm reading somewhere, I read somewhere your dad's uh, was it a good runner, a fairly decent runner, or just was he? Um, yeah, he actually got into running more because of um, me, I would say. Like, he was a pretty good basketball player, and then my mom was a good swimmer. So we're, we're an athletic family. 
Well, that's good. Uh, do they still live in Chicago, I assume? Yeah, they do. They yeah. both live in Chicago. Um, with the pandemic, they've been able to travel, so they're actually down in Florida right now working. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're both in Chicago now. That's great. But I'm sure they're like, oh yeah, we'll take we'll take Florida right now versus, oh, yeah. versus Chicago been, right now. And yeah, I know. We, yeah. Even if they've it been is down a, here since the beginning of December. <laughs> right, a balmy sixty versus uh, you know probably half that up in Chicago right now. Yeah, since we are degrees. recording this in the morning, let's be honest, it's probably daggum cold up there. Um, yeah. And, and and to use Tim's words to go back just a little bit in some history as well. Um, talk to us about Charlotte Marathon. What made you decide? that you were going to run this one and when in the course of that event did you say heck i'm probably going to win this thing yeah um so i actually my boyfriend lives in charlotte so i know the charlotte area because we mm -hmm. actually he we he ran with me on the wake team so um we've been dating throughout my time at duke so i've been mm -hmm. like coming down back and forth and i was actually at a like lunch picnic with his work and there was um, a colleague of his who was talking about the Charlotte Marathon and I've always wanted to do a marathon I think with the pandemic a lot of races got canceled and so there wasn't as much opportunity because I I graduated from Wake in 2019 so it's not like there was a ton of time to kind of start doing longer races so yeah, right. I hadn't really had a chance to do a lot but I heard that the Charlotte Marathon was going to be in person um, and this was in probably July when I, when I had this conversation with his colleague and we we're talking and I was like, well, this would be a great opportunity to do it. I don't have to go on a plane to travel. Um, I could drive down and do it. Um, it was about three months from July. So I thought, why not just do it? And I had gotten a training schedule from someone and I followed it, but I also incorporated some workouts I had at wake just to be a little bit um, some make the workouts harder and, and more for my skill. So I followed just like a very generic program, but, um, I made sure the workouts I was doing was a little bit longer mile repeats, a little bit longer threshold workouts. And based off of my goal paces, I started to do my longer runs and I was running them around 650 pace. So kind of looking at previous year's data, seeing that the winner was just kind of below three hours for females. I was like, Oh, I could, I could probably, you know, win this if I, if I am able to stick to my goal time, which originally my goal time was 6.45. Well, um, I, I was able to run a lot faster, but I think the reason I ran a lot faster was because in the first mile, since the half marathoners and the marathoners started at the same time, when everyone went out, there was a bunch of females in front of me. I didn't know, but they were all running the half marathon. So I was like, I am going very, like, I am not getting out to a good start. There's a lot of people in front of me. And like everyone told me the advice was don't go out faster than your goal pace. Like yeah. do not go out faster than 645. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm clocking in around 625 and there's oh, so wow. many girls in front of me. So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going faster than my pace. Let's just stay at this. And it wasn't until mile eight that I kind of realized I was the first female for the marathon because my, my dad and mom came to watch the race. And so they told me, and then there was a gentleman on a bike who he was really close to me. And after a couple of miles of me realizing like he was staying really, really close to me, I figured I was the first female. So he was kind of on pace with me. <laughs> Context clues, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, how many, 
was this your first marathon or how many was this? Yeah, this is my first marathon. First marathon. I've done two halves and then my first marathon. So yeah. kind of the in, in, interestingly, I don't know if you know this, Adam Jones, who won the men's division, it was his first marathon and he actually set a, um, an event record for his performance. I think on the female side, you're probably the second best. M Megan Hep, now Hovis, um, okay. I think she ran 245 back in the uh, early to mid 2000s. Um, okay. And I, you know, I, I saw her come across the line and she was like second or third overall. And I thought, she wow. must have missed a turn somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it took Probably, me a while to yeah. figure out she was pretty fast, but um, congratulations. Now, what's anything next? Like what, what is on the horizon now that you've realized, hey, I can, I can do this and I can, I can do this pretty well. And, you know, um, more, more marathons in the future for you. Yeah, I I'm, think right now I'm going to try to sign up for the Chicago 2022, bring it back home. Um, and also Chicago's yeah. flat. Charlotte's not flat. Uh, well, I've heard um, that. I, I've yeah. heard that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that yeah. Chicago's a little bit flat. Oh, I remember mile 26. There was a hill and like at this point, nothing is working right in your body. Right. When you're at that yeah. point of the race, like everything is failing. Um, and I just see somebody, it was a, a gentleman who was, I was racing. He was walking at the top of the hill. And that is the most like demoralizing thing when you're last mile, <laughs> you feel like you can't move and you see someone walking at the top of the hill. Yeah. I was like, I am, I'm literally not going to be able to make it. Um, but yeah, so Chicago with no Hills, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I have my, from my time from Charlotte, I'll be able to, um, sign up for Chicago through the, um, American development program. Cause it's really, I didn't sign up early enough in Chicago. Basically you have to sign up pretty, pretty much like within a month or two after like the last marathon, because yeah. it's such a hard, it's hard to get in that they have such limited entries, but, um, so I'll try to do that. And I'm, I'm not quite sure. Cause I graduate in May. So I, I don't know where I'll have a job or where I'll be, but, um, I'll, so it's, it's going to be hard to do something before then to try to do a marathon before Chicago. Um, right. so I think having that as a goal, I can train through the summer and it'll be good weather and I'll, I'll go for that. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Now you mentioned, you mentioned earlier, um, about part of your decision process, uh, to run Charlotte was because so much stuff was canceled and the you know, pandemic yeah. and all that. And, uh, you set up a GoFundMe during the uh pandemic to raise money mm -hmm. for food bank of central and eastern north carolina i did tell us yeah. tell us about your inspiration there and and how you got that whole thing going and, and is it still going right now yeah um it was a one-time thing um and probably silly for me to think that when it when the pandemic first started Oh, it'll only be a couple of months, right? Well, two years later, we're still in it. We but, um, I, I was thinking so weeks when was, it first broke. I thought it would be a couple uh, of weeks. So, so you were our, you were more accurate. <laughs> I remember we got an email from our university that said, like, you know, classes are canceled. This was in March of, like, March 10th or whatever. We'll be back by April 20th. Like, so just, you know, hold tight for then. And then it kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. We were virtual for a really long time. Um, but... When, when the pandemic did first, I guess, start, um, I was watching the news one day and I saw this guy who 
this gentleman was in, I think he was in Florida and he was running um, like a 24 hour run and he was trying to raise a bunch of money and he raised something kind of crazy, like $70,000. And I was kind of, I was alone in my apartment in Durham, not quite sure what was going on. And, and I was like, well, that would be kind of cool if I did a, a like a, a fundraiser where for every $25 um, or, or I think it was, I think I did end up doing $50 um, people donated, I would run a mile. And so I ended up running 86 miles that week, which was honestly, that was the most mileage I've ever done in a week. Um, I mean, I've done like a lot of, a yeah, lot of mileage at wake, but that was, I mean, yeah. close to 100 miles. And um, I then ended up donating to the, um, the, the Durham um, food bank and, or the, the North central Carolina food bank, but it, one was in Durham. And um, it was kind of a cool experience. I was able to like, send it out to my entire program, a lot of like family and friends, and they were able to post it on their social media. Um, and then what I did was I took pictures of every single run on my watch and then pictures of myself. And then afterwards, everyone who donated since they put their email, cause it was their GoFundMe, I sent them like a message of how much I ran, how much um, we raised, like um, how much food or meals were able to um, be sent out because of how much we raised and then a photo of myself in one of my runs that I did. So it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, that, cool. that was like right at the beginning of the pandemic, just to try to help out in yeah. some way. Good That's for great. you. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I love stories where people use their sphere of influence to, to, um, make the community a better place wherever their community is. And I, you know, I think, we all have spheres of influence, whether we realize it or not, whether you're, you know, a, a marathon winning runner or you're a middle of the pack or back of the pack runner. We all have those spheres of influence, the friends, the families and so forth. So uh, appreciate you doing that. Um, yeah. So so if you weren't running marathons and doing PT, what do you think you'd be doing? Oh, man. <laughs> Um, if I wasn't the running, show. question. <laughs> I Podcasts. Even, yeah, if I wasn't running, um, I would say if I didn't go a sports route, um, I would really love to get more involved with music. Um, I, I took singing lessons when I was younger. I've always had a dream of learning to play the drums, but um, I really enjoy music. Um, specifically, I really like kind of modern rock or alternative music. So Foster the People, um, Bad Sons, um, Coast Modern, different bands like that, um, where they've got true um, instruments. And I've always wanted to learn the drums. I, I don't know, but so I guess it's not exactly what I would be doing, but if I could go back and do it all over and, and choose a different path, I would like to learn a little bit more about music. Well, that's great. Well, awesome. thank you for your time today and joining us. And it was so nice to get to know you. And congratulations again on your marathon win. I hope Chicago goes well for you. And, you know, thank if you, you so ever much. decide to come back and defend your title in Charlotte, we'd love to have you. <laughs> oh, man. I Yes, definitely. I really enjoyed the course. It was so beautiful going through all downtown Charlotte, yeah. the Dilworth area, all the way up to Noda. Like you, you got to see all of the city. So for anyone who is interested in, in running a marathon and wants to 
take a tour of Charlotte. You could not choose a better event because you get to well, see every you. aspect of it. Thank That's you. We, awesome. we tried to pick out some of the best neighborhoods and we think, uh, we think we have them. Um, there, yeah. there are, you know, a lot of different personalities to the neighborhoods in Charlotte and, um, you know, they each have their own, their own unique flavor. And so, um, we tried to, tried to, uh, pick that out and incorporate some of the greenways that we get to enjoy all year round. Yeah. And so Mimi, thank you. Good luck with, uh, your last semester of, uh, clinicals and, uh, with whatever happens next professionally for you when you, when you start to look for, uh, uh, the professional employment, uh, starting late this spring, I wish you the best. And, uh, thank you so much. Good luck to you. Well, yeah, and definitely put this show on your resume. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right at the top. Right at the top of my exactly. CV. <laughs> there you go. You'll get in for sure. It's, all yeah. <laughs> it's game changer for sure. Thank you, Mimi. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. The Running Around Charlotte Podcast is presented by the Nobon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race date distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week, anywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs>